welcome to The Scoop About Poop. My name is Tamsin and this is my version of what I would call a normal podcast that I would tune into and learn from. I talk all things poopy in our lives, from gut health to Pilates and how to get over a crappy day using movement and mindset. I'm using this podcast as my way of sharing how I do life and I hope that you can scoop the poop and get your day moving. Responsive to the fact that I am so inconsistent with this, it's not even funny. But if you know me and you are one of my one on one coaching clients, you know that I am always there for you guys. This podcast is my way of, I guess, kind of providing some sort of insight into what happens in the background. And whilst it might not be every single week, it might be a bit sporadic, it might be a bit of poop talk, a bit of Pilates talk, a little bit of oh my god, Tamsin was born in Africa talk. Um, I hope that you guys stay with this and everyone who has reached out and contacted me and gone, oh my god, you're so random with your stories, but I love them. That's my favorite type of comment (laughs) because yes, it is very random, but I know that there are so many of you out there who are receiving this in the way that I want you to, in the fact that I just want you to listen, have a little bit of fun and take time to think of some of the questions that get asked and to ponder what you would do and how you would do it. And if there's any way I can help out, please do not ever hesitate to reach out and say, hey, because I will be here. (laughs) So it's been a little while since I jumped in and there has been quite a lot happen. I have taken... A big step in my nursing career. I've taken a big step with Pilates. There is so much going on in the background that it's so amazing to go virtual. But going virtual means getting a hold of people to help you. And let's just say by 2021, you are going to have so much more inside the health collective that it's not even funny. So exciting. But I just wanted to talk today about A little bit about hard work, commitment and purpose because I know that there are certain reasons as to why we do things and there are certain reasons as to how we react to situations and there are certain reasons as to how we cope with situations but at the end of the day I really do believe that if you are a hard worker, you are committed to a result and that you actually have a purpose or a why as we like to call it then nothing is inachievable. And there's a few really cool examples which may lead me to babble on a bit, but I mean, like, you guys choose to stay with me, so you obviously like the story somehow. (laughs) So, hi, how's your weekend going? Hope yours has been good. Mine is a really cool... My weekend was really cool, sorry, I should say, because I took some time to actually read a bit of a paperback book, and that's one of my commitments for the rest of 2021, is to actually get my hands onto pages that I can flip, as opposed to being on my phone where I swipe, and I don't know about you guys, but I love opening a new book, cracking the spine, but not to the point where it actually breaks the outside of the book, because I'm one of those people where... 
I like the book to still look new. And that was one thing that Jack and I used to fight about. I used to be like, well, not fight about, but I'd be like, oh my God, Jack, don't break the book. Like the book is expensive and the book is nice and you need to keep the book good. And he's there folding the pages, making doggy ears on them. And I'm like, oh my God, you've just paid so much money for that book. Why are you doing that? And he's like, because a book is meant to be read and a book is meant to be opened. But I love opening a book and smelling the inside of it. <laughs> it's like some people really like fresh grass or like laundry detergent smell. Like when you take the towels out of the dryer, I love new book smell. So there's a random fetish of mine. <laughs> and I'm reading a book at the moment. It's a um, it's an Australian business owner and it's quite an easy read. And I actually really like listening to Mark Boris's podcast. And he's someone who I've taken an interest to the last few months because He's not a stickler for a shitty answer or just a one word answer. He's like, and then what? And then what? And then what happened? And if you don't know who he is, I really would love you to go and search him. I'll add all the podcast details and his um, website and stuff in the show notes. But he's got a book and it's funny because I'm only like oh, 30 pages in and I'm like, this guy knows exactly what my mind thinks all the time. And I cannot relate to this book more and it's only chapter one. <laughs> so there's a couple things in here that I guess I can relate to stories in my life. And I know not a lot of you will go out and read a book. So what I learn is always what I like to teach. And I'm a stickler for don't ever keep knowledge to yourself. So a big thing that I believe in, in any aspect of your life, whether you are going for a job promotion, whether you are trying to have children, whether you are trying to achieve some sort of fitness goal, like a weight loss goal or a muscle gain goal, whether you are trying to, you know, better your relationship with your partner, there's always going to be three big factors and it's hard work, commitment and your why. So Mark calls your why your purpose and I've actually really taken to that since I've read this book because without a why or a purpose behind everything, a goal is never attainable or being successful is never attainable if you're not looking back at your why. And I mean, I'll go in and babble about scenarios, but the first thing that I wanted to talk about was hard work. And the reason why we talk about this first is because nothing comes without hard work. I always love when people say that um, they are business owners and they like to, you know, find a quick fix or they're trying to find a quick way or they want to start their own business because, you know, they'll go, oh, yeah, I'll run a successful business um, and it won't mean I have to work much. And a lot of people go, oh, you know, you're in nursing management and that's great because you don't have to work much and you don't have to do the overtime. And I'm like, oh, my God, if you really knew what went on behind the scenes, you would know that. Being successful has got nothing to do with having nine to five hours or eight to four thirty hours and not ever picking up your phone when you've left the office and not ever having those messages that you look at straight away when you wake up at 6am. I, I am a big believer in having a morning routine and not letting anything stress you out when you first wake up in the beginning of the day. But when you look at it from a business perspective, there is no way in fucking hell that you can't look at your phone or you can't be contactable after hours. If you want to be successful, there's absolutely no way. So if you are listening to this podcast for some way to get out of doing that, or if you're listening to this podcast or following on 
my business journey for some way of finding out how to do things better, quicker, faster without having to do more work, you can go and shove it right now because I can tell you that's not what's going to happen. I literally am up quite often around four o'clock in the morning and I am still talking to people and trying to deal with things and liaise and create and inspire people at eight o'clock at night by the time I'm going to bed. And if you do not have hard work behind you, there is no way you can be successful. And hard work is something that can be learned. You just need to fit it around your life because you might need to think about your own experiences. You might be a family and therefore you need to do all of your hard work in the morning before your children wake up because after school, when they're at home after three, you've got to do lunches, you've got to do homework, you've got to take them to sports. Like You don't have that time when the children are at home, but you might have that time before the children wake up. But you've got to be so in tune with your own goals that you know that you're going to wake up before your children get up. You might, oh my God, rude, a motorbike going past. You might actually have a health issue and you might have something that the doctor says, you know, you might be pregnant and they might say, don't do more than six hours of work. So how are you expected to be at the office for an eight, 10, 12 hour day when you've actually got a medical certificate to say, don't do more than six hours on your feet. So you've got to think of your own lifestyle and how that's going to affect you. But hard work will always come if you can work around that. And if you can think, am I actually doing those long hours? Am I actually making the time? Because I can guarantee you, you talk to any successful person and they will always say to you, how many hours are you working? Have you done the most that you can actually do? Have you actually reached out to people? Have you actually gone and done your walk that you're supposed to do because you're trying to do your weight loss goal? Have you actually taken the time to meal prep? How much work have you done? And, you know, you can have a talent, you can have education, you can have training, you can have your life experiences, your ideas, your family, you can have luck behind you, you can have good connections. But at the end of the day, if you don't have hard work, you actually don't have nothing. You actually don't have nothing. Wow, that's good English. You actually have nothing at all. That's a bit better. And I think that, you know, we can look back at examples in real life and we can say, oh my God, you know, there's so many people that have been gifted things. And, you know, you've got like people who are famous. And I mean, I will always go back to business people and I might go like, oh my God, Gina Reinhart is the most amazing woman in terms of Australian business. But maybe some of you listening might know like, oh my God, like Kim Kardashian's children, they've just, they're going to get everything handed to them. But at the end of the day, you have to work to create your own legacy and to create your own profile and your own face in terms of your business and your life and your career and your goals and your, um, like your family, like you need to do the work yourself. You can be gifted and you can be gifted in terms of talent or gifted in terms of given the resources. But if you don't do the hard work, there's no way that you can be successful. And there's no way that you can achieve your goal. And the reason why work makes a difference is because I really like an example of, say, like a restaurant. So if you are someone who's wanting to start a business and you go, oh, my God, I really want to start a cafe. And, you know, I'm going to do this cafe because cafes are really early morning starts, but like I'm going to be done by one o'clock. That's great. How many cafes do you know that open up and are closed by one? 
I mean, I don't know very many, and I know that even my experience in retail is that I used to work at Harbour Town, and Harbour Town here on the Gold Coast is a retail outlet store. So it's where you get all the big brand names, but they are so cheap and discounted. And we would get a, quite a lot of tour buses that would come in. So, you know, at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and you're supposed to close at 5.30, there would be a massive tour bus of like, say, 20, 30, 40 people get dropped off, and they'd all come into your store. And, you know, you're trying to then get out the door. You're trying to close up till. But if you stayed open that extra 15 minutes, you could end up selling so much more to these tourists because they were on the last bus of the day. They knew that they had to be in and out. And people would say to me, well, why, you know, you don't get paid any extra for staying back. And I'm like, I know that I don't get paid for any extra staying back. But how much more did I sell and how much more commission did I earn? So if you are someone who's, starting a business or say for instance you're trying to imagine what hard work is like I like the term of a cafe or like a coffee shop because coffee shops are predominantly open in the morning but by the time we get to two three three o'clock in the afternoon they're closed or they're on their way to closing and if you are ever that person who's gone for a coffee at two o'clock 95% of the time that store owner is not going to kick you out because they want to make that an experience for you and there are very small businesses who will allow you to stay that little bit longer and then you might maybe go to like a bigger like coffee shop food chain I'm not going to name names but you might go to something that's like a franchise and they might go okay sorry hi we're gonna leave do you want me to put that um, leftover coffee in a takeaway cup and you go okay well cool because you know they've got certain things that they have to meet but the hard-working store owner who owns it from the start is gonna allow you to stay back Hell, they might even come and sit down and have like a little cup of tea with you or something. Or, you know, they might take the time to come and go, oh my God, do you mind if I sit down with you for a bit? Like, let's read the paper together. You get those personal experiences from the hardworking cafe owners because they're the ones who know that if they take the time, you're going to come back. You're going to know that, okay, I might have to be out of the store a little bit quicker, but oh my goodness, I have made that connection. And yeah, like he didn't mind when I stayed back until three o'clock, even though he was closed at three. And oh my God, like what a legend. Like I'm going to go back and get coffee from him. So do like think about it as in a cafe. Does, if you were someone that wanted to start a cafe and close at one o'clock, think of a cafe that would close at four. Obviously they're working harder. They're out for longer. They have got more time to make more connections with people. They've got that bigger business mind in their head because they know that if they take that extra time, you're probably going to come back to them because if you're the one coming to the store that's closing at four, you're not going to go to the one that's going to close at one o'clock when you want to get a coffee at two. So that is such a random example, but it's one thing that I thought was really funny because in South Africa, we have quite a lot of, I guess, franchises that are coffee franchises, but they stay open all night. Like you can go to them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they're actually a coffee cafe type place. And I always thought it was funny when I got here to Australia and everything closed at like two. And I'm like, hello, you are missing like peak school time mum life. Like they want to go and have their coffee after they've picked their kids up or they want to get their kids and go have an experience with them. So I personally have noticed a couple of places, especially down here on the Gold Coast, where it's a little bit more, I guess, city-like, that stay open a bit later. But the hard work that goes behind that is so much more beneficial than trying to open a cafe and closing at one o'clock and missing out on a whole demographic of people that, you know, oh my goodness. And 
you know, it's the same for doctors, teachers, I guess, police people, like you nurses, oh my God, nurses, <laughs> never get out on time. But if you were with a patient and someone wanted to, you know, spend that little bit extra time and you could be bothered to do it, you make such an amazing connection with people that you know why you do it. And that's the reason why is because you know that your hard work will get noticed and those patients will thank you and maybe send you like a box of chocolates the next day or you might get recognized by your manager because they might put in like a compliment card or something. So everything at the end of the day always comes back to hard work. And I always think that I give examples and I say I do so many hours but I have a purpose and I'm committed to it. So everything kind of entails into one because there might be days where you can't get up so early in the morning or there might be days where you can't work so late. Like you might be restricted to certain amount of times. And so that's why you need to find something that will fit with you in terms of what you do for work, what you're aspiring to do, what your goal is in terms of achieving some sort of health or fitness if that's the route that you're going down. Like you need to make a schedule for that and you need to do the hard work, do the hard hours. You know, you might not want to get up at 4am to go to the gym, but what if you're working five till two, by the end of your eight hour shift, you might be knackered. So maybe the only time you can work out is four o'clock. So you need to actually put in those hours to get your result. And I want you to think of any, whether you're planning to own a business, whether you want to start a career, everything starts with hard work and every single high achieving person Start at the same place. So don't ever forget that. You might be the same person doing the same goal, but if that other person does more hours or more hard work, they get there quicker. So how many times do you know of someone who might be the exact same person? You might have maybe gone to university together and say, for instance, you both did the same degree. And then now after four or five years, you might still be, you know, a graduate or you might still be um, like, say, a level one. And maybe the person that you went to uni with is now a corporate manager or an exec or, you know, some sort of higher up position. And what's the difference? You both went to university at the same time. You both have the exact same starting point. But if they're the person who has stayed back on overtime, has taken the calls on the weekend, has put their hand up for extra work, has, you know, they've been the one that have been out and about doing more like reach outs or something. They're doing more hard work than you. So you can't then question and go, how did they get there? Hard work. That's all it really is. You've got it put in the yards. And I know that you're probably thinking, oh my God, this is not anything that I've heard before. I've just got to do it. This might be the kick up the butt that you might go, okay, I've actually just got to do it. I, at the end of the day, I have to do it. And this is a learned response. Some people, it comes too quickly. Some people have it naturally. Some people have to learn it. But there's no way that you can't learn hard work and you can't learn how to be able to achieve that. But then you might go, okay, well, I am the person who's quite tired or maybe I am the pregnant person who's only been given six hours of work or I am the person who, you know, I want something to fit my lifestyle more because I do want to spend more time with the kids. So how do I do this? The only way to do it is to know your why and to know the purpose of why you are doing it 
and to be so committed and relentless to the end goal that you get there by having that behind you. If you've ever heard of a morning routine or a morning mantra or a affirmation or something, it's so powerful to be able to always look at your why. I call it your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you here? What is the point? What is the purpose of this? And if you have a strong enough why, believe me, hard work will come naturally because every single time you want to give up, or you think it's too hard, you'll always fall back to your why and then go, oh my God, this is exactly why I need to do this. And you've heard me talk about this numerous times before. It's not anything new. It's literally three things. Hard work, being committed, and having a strong why. So how can we learn how to be relentless? And how can we learn what our why is? And a good way to start is to think, what is the end goal? What do I want to achieve? How can I reach my goal? And what are the steps to then get to that? So the way we can develop a way to achieve this is to look back on a couple of steps. So again, get a piece of paper, write this down. There's only a couple. I want you to focus on four little points. Sorry, six little points. Four. Oh my God. Six points. <laughs> wow. I need to actually probably write stuff down before I start this because I'm just rambling. <laughs> no, but there's a, there's a reason why. Trust me, there's a purpose to this podcast. <laughs> so six little points. We can start by setting achievable timelines. And I want you to kind of think of like the cafe example. And we'll start like by thinking like, okay, we're going to make a sale and we want to make sales of a certain amount of cups of coffee in a day. So if you set an achievable timeline... You'll be really happy when you get the end result. But an achievable timeline is not something so wild and extreme that when you don't achieve it, you feel hit in the gut. It needs to be something small. So you've all heard of SMART goals, small, measurable, achievable, time-related, you know, really specific. If we set an achievable timeline, we're more likely to get there. So rather than setting out a target for a year or hang on, I want to be like that weight in six months or I want to be that weight in a year or I want to make X amount of sales of coffee in a year. I want you to think of it as in smaller. What about a month? What about a week? If I said I wanted to lose 60 kilos in a year, how does that look per week? Per week in a year is only going to be like 500 grams. How much more achievable does 500 grams sound than I want to lose 60 kilos? 60 kilos is a lot of weight to lose, and sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with that. Or we might go, okay, I want to sell 55 cups of coffee a day. Whoa. Sorry, I, I want to sell 55 cups of coffee in a year. You go, oh, my God, that's actually, like, quite a lot. 55 is a big number. What about per day? I want to sell one cup of coffee a day. And then in the day when you open up your cafe and you sell six cups of coffees, you might go, oh, my God, that's so much more than my one cup of coffee that I achieved, that I wanted to achieve. So... Start by thinking of smaller schedules because then we can train our persistent mind to be committed to these shorter schedules. And then train yourself to expect what you will achieve after you get them. You know, when you have a 60 kilo weight loss and you only want to lose 500 grams a week, at the end of the week when you've lost two kilos, oh my God, how amazing is that? 
Next week, you're not going to want to lose another two kilos. You only want to lose 500 grams. Yes, you might have like a birthday in between and you might fall out of track and then maybe you put on like a kilo and then you lose 700 grams. At the end of the day, you're only trying to lose 500 grams a week. At the end of the day, as you achieve these goals, you extend the horizon. Your end goal gets way more achievable and then you can start to go after long-term goals. So maybe then you go, okay, at the end of the year, I want to lose 60 kilos. Fuck yeah, now I've lost 60 kilos. What am I going to do next? Am I going to start to run? Am I going to start to ride a bike? Am I going to start to, you know, try and be more flexible? Am I going to start to, you know, keep the weight off? Like there's ways that you need to train your brain. And one of them is to start small. Size does matter. So as you reduce the length of time that you have to achieve your goal, you also increase the feeling of achievement as you achieve the goal because we all know that when we don't lose that 500 grams or when we don't sell those 55 cups of coffee we're probably going to feel a little bit down on ourselves and we don't want our mind to take a hold we want to be able to give us little goals to be happy to go oh my god I'm getting there I'm doing this but having said that you need to learn from your failure So as you reduce the time frame, you might not actually achieve that goal. So like I said with the weight loss, okay, we've kind of gone off the coffee example. I feel like we've gone to more weight loss. But say as you go, okay, I want to lose 60 kilos. That's 500 grams a week. You lose two kilos in your first week. You lose 700 grams in your next week. Then you put on a kilo. You're still a whole 2.7 kilos down. So then you put on a kilo, you're still 1.7 kilos down. That's only supposed to be a kilo down because you were only supposed to lose 500 grams a week. Now, after two weeks, you're actually 1.7 kilos down. But yes, you had a bigger weight loss the week before. Yes, you then put on some weight the next week. Oh my God, the end goal is still achievable. But that mindset of us putting on a kilo We need to learn from our failures. So we don't want to look at it as being our inability to achieve a goal. We need to think of it as a lesson. Okay, so what did I do that week? Did I have more alcohol? Was I a bit more stressed? Did I, was I a female? Did I get my period? Like, am I holding more water this week? Who knows? Have I done a big shit? Have I actually gotten rid of all the poop in my bowel? Who knows? But we need to look at it and go, what did we learn? What can we do differently next week? And then we need to find the lesson and then set a new goal and then go, okay, so I was supposed to lose 500 grams. I put on a kilo, but that's because I drank alcohol. So next week I might not drink a bowl of wine. Maybe I'll go for like a vodka option. So I might not be having all the extra carbs, but I can still have my drink. Learn from your failures and then start to look at the next step. So you learn from the habit of planning and you learn from the habit of planning what has to happen differently the next week. So then you go, okay, so I've put on weight because I was drinking alcohol. I was having a heap of wines. I had a couple of beers. So how can we make this better? Okay, let's look at a lower carb beer or can we go to a vodka and a diet soda? Can we go, okay, we're not going to have a whole bottle of wine. Let's go for just a bottle of wine and then see what happens. And then maybe the week after you're going for your weight loss goal and you go, okay, I'm only going to have my one glass of wine and then I lose 400 kilos. And you go, okay, so 400 kilos. Oh my God, you'd be an ant. <laughs> I lose 400 grams. <laughs> and then you go, okay, I have now, 
I've got my goal. I've got my achievable timeline of working through things week by week. I've worked out my size. So I, I you know, I want to work out my 500 grams per week. I've learned that last week, you know, I've learned from my failures. Last week I was having a bowl of wine. Maybe I need to pull back on that. And I've looked at my next step. And next week I'm going to not have a bottle of wine. I'm only going to have a, bo- a glass or I'm going to, you know, have a vodka. So then the next thing that we need to do is really start nutting down to these questions and asking for help. And then we might say to our friends, our family, oh my God, you know, you lost weight. How did you do it? Or you might have like a personal trainer or a mindset coach. You might go, okay, I'm really struggling with the whole concept of not drinking a bowl of wine because, you know, when I have one glass, I kind of want to go for two. And then by asking people, they might go, oh girl, did you know that there is wine in a can? And I'm saying this in this podcast because I only learned this recently. So I guess you can all know what I've been doing in the background. And they might go, oh my God, I struggle with a bottle too. Have you tried a can of wine? And then, you know, your mindset might be like, okay, I'm not going to drink a whole bottle. I just have to open up one can. And that might be a learned thing that you've learned after you've asked the questions for help. You're not going to like this one, but we also need to harden the fuck up. (laughs) So... We take a learned sense of persistence to rethink the universe in which we operate. And I say that because we have to learn how to be persistent because the following week, you might have your amazing week, you know, you have your strategy now that you're only going to have your one can of wine and then, you know, you go to do it and you have the perfect week, you have your one can of wine and then you put on 500 grams and you go, oh, what the fuck was the point? Like, I've tried, I'm now four weeks into this, it's not working for me and I had a great start. You just need to harden the fuck up because it's a journey and you've actually made your goal to lose 60 kilos over a year. Oh, popular. I have never, ever not expressed to have passion and to know that you're going to achieve something. And at the end of the day, we need to find the ultimate happiness in our lives to be able to know that we've got a goal of a weight loss, but life's going to happen in the background. You know, you're going to have these ups and downs of your weight loss. You're going to have weeks where you lose two kilos. You're going to have weeks where you put on a kilo. You're going to have weeks where you lose 400 grams, 700 grams. And there's going to be weeks where you put on another three. But at the end of the day, you're only trying to achieve it over a year. So you don't need to put yourself down. Work is hard. Business is hard. Fitness goals are hard. Life is hard. But the hard succeed. And when you know that it's going to be a bit shit, you have a different mindset to go, okay, this is going to suck for a bit. I'm really not going to be happy, but I'm going to get through this. And I'm going to get through this because I have a strong enough purpose. So we've spoken about hard work at the beginning. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to hard work. I've given you six strategies on how to be able to get to do hard work to break it down. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to knowing your why, knowing your purpose. Nothing will come clearer if you don't have a strong enough why. And it doesn't have to come from pain. It doesn't have to come from mistakes. It can come from a really happy place. But the purpose of you doing things needs to bring those stress factors, those fear factors, those happy factors back into perspective for you. 
I am a big believer in having like a vision board, but not necessarily a vision board like right in your face to go, oh my God, like let me look at my pretty pictures on my wall or my little love quote and let me really like come back to that all the time. No, we need to have a vision in terms of where we're going to end up and we need to have a vision as in where have we started from? Where do we not want to go back to? What is our why? And the person who has the guts to ask themselves why every single day, every single week, and that they can be totally honest with themselves about the answer is already a million steps ahead of your smarter person or your person that's got more talent or your person that's been gifted everything because you're always going to have that pain point, what we call but I don't like using pain point in the fact that, oh my God, it's a struggle. It could be a place of happiness and it could be, oh my God, maybe a couple of years ago I lived in a really nice house and then I had to sell the house because we needed to, you know, find a bigger house for a family and now we're in this house and we're not so happy and I keep going back to that happy place because I was so happy then. You want to keep going to go, okay, I need to get back to that place because I was in such a place of happiness. It's not a sore point or a pain point in the fact that, Currently, you've got a family, you've got a roof over your head. You just want to get back to a place where, you know, you're like, okay, now maybe I want to buy another house because I want to go back to that area that was by the beach. And, you know, maybe I had a pool in the previous place and I want to go back to that because that was where I was ultimately happy. So you need to ask yourself, why are you doing this every single time? Because if you are not knowing that or if you don't have complete certainty over that, you are not going to ever get anywhere. And I think we always have to go back to, you know, we always say we're in a world of must. You know, we must finish and we must do that and I must do it because I must achieve that and I must work because I must have enough money to pay my bills and, you know, I must ring the bank and, you know, I must. Why don't you try swapping that to why? Why am I finishing that report? I'm finishing that report because I want to fucking get this job promotion. Why am I meeting? I must meet with this client today. I must, you know, make the time to go to that. Well, why are you making the time to go to that? Oh, because if I go to that appointment, that person's going to buy my house, which then means I'm going to have enough money to go back and, you know, buy my boat. I must ring the bank. Well, why are you ringing the bank? I'm ringing the bank because I used to live in a house that I loved. Now I've moved and I want to go back. And I want to go back to that area. And I love that suburb and I want to go back. Start using the question, why? Why are you doing this? Why am I here? What am I doing it for? Who am I doing it for? And find the purpose into why you are trying to achieve your goal. Find the purpose into why you are living the life you are living. Find the purpose as to why you are being the way you are. Because I'm taking the time to, you know, spend the money on the personal development. I'm taking the time to, you know, buy the clothes because I love the clothes. You know, I've lost my weight and, you know, I've made, I've lost my 60 kilos at the end of the year. Fuck yeah, I'm going to buy those clothes because at the end of the day, I lost my weight and I'm super fit and now I'm feeling good about myself and I want to feel amazing. And at the end of the day, you want to feel amazing because health is the most important part of your life. And that might be your strong enough why. So... I hope this kind of made a little bit of sense. I know a lot of you take the time to reach out to me after every single podcast. Please do. I'm always here. If you ever want any more of this, I 
teach all of this inside my coaching portal. And, you know, there's never a better time than right now to go and invest in yourself, to go and take the time to put yourself through me telling you what to do and me pushing you and giving you those hard questions and saying, why do you want to go for that job promotion? Why do you want to lose that weight? Why do you want to go and leave your husband? Why do you want to go and be a better mom for your, for your kids? What is the purpose? Do you have a strong enough commitment to it? And are you doing the hard work? I hope you loved this today. Have a good afternoon. Oh, so much happening in the background. And I love you all so much for taking the time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for pressing play and listening to that episode. I hope you're leaving feeling inspired and motivated. Don't forget to let me know if you've loved this episode and give a five-star review to let me know that I'm on track serving you and to help support this channel grow into a worldly dose of happiness, which is what I am all about. <laughs> Head over to the link in my bio on Instagram at Tamsin Pilates and you can get access to so many more resources, including access to my online happiness portal, the IVP Health Collective. So head over and add yourself into a circle of women who are moving mountains with their self-belief and find your own inner vision. All the show notes and links are provided and thank you so much. I love you all. Thank you for listening.